It's the rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour, bonsoir, welcome to the rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel. The accent is French. We're going to talk love tonight. We're going to take you questions. But before I do that, I want to share that quote I found on the internet with you about relationship. You know, that I think it's a good quote. It said, your partner never belongs to you. At best, they are on loan with an option to renew. And that's from Esther Perel. And I, I like that because it's not once mine, always mine. Truth is, you never own anyone and you've got to make it work. And we have to learn this very young in life so we understand a relationship takes work and it's not just taken for granted just because you are together, you stay together, or you own the person. So I like that quote a lot. I hope you do too. I'm going to go to your calls next, 855-905-8255. Any question about your relationship, just call me. Evelyn, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Evelyn. Welcome to the rendezvous. Tell me what's up tonight. Um, I've been very good friends with my brother-in-law since I was a kid, like a teenager. And um, my sister and I are twins, but um, very opposite as people. Okay. And, um, you know, they did get divorced, and through their divorce, um, you know, we reconnected as friends and... um, you know, have a very, very tight closeness. Like, I really feel like he's like a brother to me. Like, we have a very, very strong trust. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's revealed to me that, um, you know, that his love for me is, is um, you know, more of a, like a soulmate love. I and uh, I'm not really sure how to let him down without breaking his heart. Okay. Because I don't want to ruin our friendship, you know. I understand, but you're not the one ruining the friendship because you have it clear. You have to explain to him without any form of uh, ambiguity that uh, you cannot and will not date somebody that was your brother-in-law, uh, that you've known for so little. So he can either stop you know, pursuing you romantically and accept and enjoy the friendship, or, which probably will be the case, you guys have to take distance and not see each other anymore because... You cannot do that, and you don't want to do that. So you have to be firm. And I think that because you have also feelings for him, it makes it complicated, right? Yeah, I really do. You know, like, I love him so much in my whole heart, like, as a brother, though. Exactly. That's the best image you should tell him. You said, you like my brother, and as you know, brother and sister don't get together. That ends, you know, any form for us, and I hope you can accept it. If you can't, I don't think we can see each other anymore. So put out the law, right? When those things happen... You have to be strong, nice, but firm and direct. So there's no confusion anymore, okay? Yes, I think that's great. I, I appreciate it very much. I'm going to try that Try that out. Good. You're most welcome, Evelyn. Good luck to you and have a good night. Thank you so much for your help. You're welcome. I need to help somebody who just sent me an email about his situation. He met somebody and he's confused and doesn't know what to do. I'm going to help him next. Stay with me. You're listening to The Rendezvous, and I'm Simon Marcel. You have a question for me, just email it to me at therendezvousshow.com. Trish, what's this email tonight? So this listener email comes from Joseph that says, Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Joseph. I've been seeing this woman. She is 33 and I'm 41. She is a one-year-old and is separated and going through a divorce for about a year. I have been divorced for five years. I met her nine months ago, and although we have a connection, she was in a rush to get into a relationship and be intimate. I, on the other hand, was slow to get involved, but reassured her that I was not going anywhere, but wasn't ready. She is unstable with no car, no job, or her own place, so my gut and heart were at odds. Well, when they finally aligned, 
I decided to tell her I was ready to take the next step. However, she started seeing someone else, but she says it's not serious. I still have feelings for her, but is it too late? Should I move on? That's a great question, Joe. Should you listen really to your instinct, your intuition, or your heart? Let me answer that question for you next. What would you do if you were Joe, who just sent me that email? Joe has been seeing this woman. Joe is 41. She's 33. She has a kid. She is separated from the, the father of the kid. And then they met nine months ago. And basically, you know, he wanted to take it very slowly because she's insecure. She has no car, no jobs, etc. He told her he's not going anywhere, but he's not ready. Now he says he's ready. His heart and, and, and gut feeling has, has now settled down. And she was dating somebody else. And he's wondering, should I go with it or should I not? Joe... Don't go with it. That's my advice. Your first reaction is always the right one. You know, it's something you have to remember. I've learned it in life. Your first reaction, your first intuition is the right one. So if you said it was not normal, not cool at the beginning, I would not give her a chance on this one. I would move on, make a good friend of her if you want to, not go romantic, and find somebody stable. So good luck to you. Find somebody else. Joe, thanks for the email. You call the next 855-905-8255. If you have experienced a moment of love, a moment of sweetness, a tenderness, something romantic that you want to share with me, call me now. 855-905-8255. Kelly, bonsoir. Bonsoir, Simon. (laughs) Bonsoir, Kelly. Welcome to the rendezvous. I know you have a sweet story to share with us, and you know how I'm fond of those stories. So tell me what it is. Well, um, when I first started dating my boyfriend, um, I just talked about, like, gestures and how important they were like I was just you know it was like I wish I had found someone who would pick me up at the airport and that was kind of it like we had one conversation about it never anything else and I never really traveled while we were dating so it didn't come up but now I've started to travel for work I got a new job Mm -hmm. and when I flew back he picked me up at the airport with a sign I didn't think anyone was coming to get me and he was there because he remembered that little conversation and now he picked me up three times in a row (laughs) Oh, okay. so, that's pretty, without me asking, that's pretty amazing. No, it is amazing. And, and what was on the sign? You said there was, a, you know, he had a sign to pick you up. Can you tell me what he wrote on the sign? Oh, no, it was just my name. You know, like when, um, a, like a driver, like a fancy driver. Comes oh, you had your name on the, <laughs> okay. He pretended like that's why he was there. It was, it was just funny. I like that. Kelly, thank you so much for sharing. You know, it doesn't happen often. Let's be honest. Once we beginning at the relationship, everybody picks everybody at the airport. Usually after six months to a year, no one comes to pick up anybody <laughs> at, the, at the airport. But it's something for, for me. I'll remember that. So it's a great story and inspiring. Thank you so much, Kelly, and, and have a good night. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Little gestures that touch our heart. Let's talk about it next. You know, I love Kayla's last story because isn't it true that when we start a relationship, we all, you know, do our best, pick up, you know, a partner at the airport, send flowers, send love notes, so do things that, but then it fades away. And I believe that being able to keep and maintaining the little gestures is so important. It's like the heartbeat of the relationship. You know, it keeps beating and beating. Well, the minute you stop those little gestures, you just take away the romance from the relationship. That's how important it is to keep some romance in our relationships. It's, it's just, it's so, so important. So I want to share with you next just a couple of examples that I just thought of, of what we do for each other when we're in love and that we could do for years and years and years to keep relationships romantic. Stay with me. I'll share that with you next. 
So what are the sweet little things that you can do when you're in a relationship for a long time, right? So here's a, here's a couple of examples I thought of that I like to do. Flowers, it's always good. Always, always. And with the season, there's so many different arrangements you can do. Another thing, little love notes. You know, like you, you leave a note in the morning uh, to your partner or at night or on the fridge or, you know, in the car or wherever. Uh, care packages. So uh, that's, you know, you send to your partner something, especially if you're long distance or if they're going on a business trip, something that they may love, they may eat, they may like. It could be also music. It could be anything that touches their heart. Of course, there is sweet text. It's simple. But who doesn't like a sweet text at night? I'm single. I, I miss having a sweet text at night. So that is something I totally relate. And if you love chocolate like I do, send your partner their favorite chocolate. It goes a long way. And not just for the first six months, for years and years and years and years and years. That is the recipe of a great romantic relationship. You call the next 855-905-8255. 855-905-8255. Call me. Alissa, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Alissa. Welcome to the rendezvous. How can I help you tonight? What is going on? Um, well, I, um, have gotten into a pretty big fight with my boyfriend. Um, we're both, you know, stand-up comics, and we have shows and showcases that we like to do, and I got booked on a pretty, like, important showcase for, um, me. It was kind of a big deal. I was very excited about it, and, um, he is just not being very supportive and sort of, like, refuses to go, and I feel like doesn't understand why it's so important for him to be there and I just sort of feel like really unsupported and like he doesn't care about you know my comedy or any of that I so see. it's just been very frustrating and I don't know how else to make him understand so before I answer have you had a conversation lately about this what arguments have you used I um he was like I don't know why you need me there you know you're good like what does it matter if I'm there or not it's not going to make a difference I see Okay, so um, Alisa, you have to explain to him in life, in relationship, there is no love without proof of love. That if you say to him that you would like his support and for you to be there, if he cares for you, he should be there. If he doesn't, he just doesn't care about you because you can't separate you from your work and your passion, right? And I think that you have to be very firm on this one because... There really, there is no love without proof of love. Everybody can say, I love you, but it's when you need to show up. It's when you need you, somebody's support that they show their love. And that's where you have to draw the line, Alisa, and say to him, listen, if you can't do that for me, you don't love me. And if you don't love me, then what are we doing together? I would like you to be honest and firm about this. And if you feel in your heart and your intuition that he doesn't love you, then you know what to do. Okay. Well, thank you so much. You're most welcome. Don't give breaks on this. A partner okay. who doesn't show support is not a partner. It's somebody who doesn't care about you. All right? All right. Thank you so much. It'll be a difficult conversation, but yeah, you're right. All right. Good luck to you and have a good night. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Alisa's story is a great point to illustrate the fact that we need to show support when we love. And I want to emphasize on this next. So stay with me. We're going to talk about that. How can you be in a relationship with somebody who doesn't show you support? I mean, my last caller, Alisa, it made me upset when she told me that her boyfriend didn't want to, you know, go to her uh, stand-up comedy show uh, because he said, you know, she doesn't need him there and all this. You know, it's like when you are in a relationship, that's the point almost, is you're a team, you're a couple, 
And it upsets me. And I want to emphasize on this. Do not ever think that when somebody asks you something to show up, take it for like, it doesn't matter. It does matter. And I feel like one of the things that I miss as a single man the most is I never have anybody to show up to when, when I'm going to certain things except some friends, but it's not the same, right? And one of the very, very beautiful things to have in a relationship is that support for each other. And when I come back next, I want to share a story when somebody showed me support a long time ago, and I'm still grateful for that when I was in a relationship. That story is next. Talking about support to each other, I, I got to start. I remember when I started to do radio before my first show, I was dating this lovely, lovely woman. And um, I was all excited. It's the first time I ever did a radio show back then. So I didn't know really how to do it, what to say. Just like I prepared like 100 pages of notes for the rendezvous. And she showed up, even though I told her she didn't need to, she could just listen. She showed up on the parking lot, parked her car next to me. And I was just like, I, you know, I was so nervous. And, and then she went upstairs with me to the studio and standing in my producer booth. And just having her and smiling at me there just made me feel so at ease, like I was talking to her and not just, you know, to you like you do in radio. And I will never forget that support that she gave me. I mean, there's no love without proof of love. And I'm sure once you date somebody you love, you have stories like this, by the way. So showing support is loving. Caring is loving. Keep that in mind. You call the next 855-905-8255. You're listening to The Rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel. You have a question? 855-905-8255. And I'm here to answer. Like Camilla now. Bonjour, Camilla. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour. Welcome to The Rendezvous. What's going on? Thank you. Um, I have a husband who is great, but he can be sometimes wishy-washy in making decisions. And a lot of it is because he's very considerate and he's taking into consideration other people's you know, feelings or thoughts or whatever. But sometimes I just would like him to sort of take the lead on some things and just say, I would like to do this what do you think? You know, rather than say, well, what uh-huh. do you want to do, hon? You know, it's up to you. I don't mind. That type of thing. So give me an example, just a funny one or two examples where he does that and it's a bit annoying. Um, well, you know, if you want to go out to eat somewhere and it's, you know, what do you feel like? Are you in the mood for something special? You know, what? no, no, whatever you want, hon, you know, or if we're, and if we're, it's worse if we're in a group of people because then sort of everyone's trying to be polite and he is very, you know, he'll go that extra mile to see, you know, but on the other hand, there's Chinese over there, but on the other hand, we could go dine. And I right. kind of just like, I kind of just want to say, just tell me where we're going to eat because at this point I don't care. <laughs> see, see, that's exactly what you should talk about it. So, so when you have this conversation and it's important because I'm going to put myself in your shoes with, mm-hmm. if your partner never decides on anything first uh, you can also question that how much desire he has to go to that restaurant and he just does it for you. Instead of, if you organize the whole thing, you feel that he's really excited to go with you to that place in, and not just like accommodating you. And that mm. is important to show sometimes our desire that we've planned something. And like as a guy, I like to organize stuff. But I would understand mm. that if it's you know always whatever you want, it just means you do it for me instead of, hey, I'm excited to do it together. This is the plan. Let's go. Here's the the time. The restaurant reservation is done. Honey, get ready. Get dressed. We are going. And that's what you have to express to him, that it would be great once in a while if he does that, okay? 
Okay. Oh, I like that angle. I like that a lot. So good, good. Well, it's going to work. So good luck to you and him. But he's a great guy. So I have no doubt that he will adjust and take a little bit of uh, that decisive uh, action for you. Thank you, Simon. You're most welcome. Thank you so much and have a good night. Thanks. You too. Bye-bye. More Rendezvous next. You're listening to The Rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel. Thank you so much for spending the evening with me. I, I really appreciate that. Let, let me tell you that. You know me. I don't take you for granted. I started radio years ago. Every time we have a listener tune in the show, it's just wonderful. So thank you so much for that. I want to finish by giving you the answer from a poll I got on my social media, at Rendezvous Radio. Check it out. The question was, single parents, are you kids okay with you dating? 67% of you said yes, my kids are okay, and 33% said nope, my kids are not okay. I really believe that when we are single parents, uh, we have to also have a love life. And so at the right time, if you find somebody interesting, I think it's good for everybody because we are parents. I'm a godparent, but we also have an adult life, and that's think romance is very important for all of us at any age, actually. So interesting, Paul. Check more of that at my social media, at Rendezvous Radio. Have a great weekend. I'll see you on Monday. Bonsoir. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.